Hey guys, we begin to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you guys can find the podcast on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast. We're just so thankful you guys are here. Uh, you guys have found the podcast family and you're here with us today. So we really appreciate you guys um, and glad you guys are here. Okay. So this podcast today, um, it's it's kind of going to be like the last one a little bit to where it's more so like a freestyle study um, to where we kind of have a concept and I have some ideas, but it's not necessarily extremely organized, but it will give you some things as we talk on the podcast today. It'll give you some things to think about, uh, maybe some verses and some things to look about, to look through and some concepts uh, to think about too. So here's <laughs> here's our topic. And our topic is this, why Jesus needs to be my first relationship, okay? Why Jesus needs to be my first relationship. Now, <laughs> whenever, you, whenever you have that word relationship in anything, right, you know, this, you know, people think, well, is this going to be a lovey-dovey episode? Is this going to be a sad episode? Is this going to be a, a begging episode? No. If it was any of those things, right, you'd hear you hear some boys and men, end of the road in the background. You'd hear some uh, you'd hear some classic R&B. You'd hear some uh, some NSYNC. This, I promise you, that's a classic too, right? You'd be hearing all that stuff in the background right now. But it's not it's not going on. So this is not going to be that type of podcast. But if you do want a playlist, I got you. <laughs> if you do want a playlist, I do have you on that. Um, but here's here's where we want to go. Um, <laughs> here at West End, we're looking at Matthew chapter five, and Matthew chapter five is is the Sermon on the Mount. And as we're going through each mountain for each month. You know, it feels as if as we're studying this together each month that we're getting closer and closer to Christ. And I think that's the goal. And this is not just kind of like a one-year thing. This is kind of a foundation so that we can, as a congregation and as uh, individuals here, we can keep growing together and moving forward um, together. And so as I thought about this a little bit more um, the last couple of days and really last night too, you know, when, when you think about Jesus needs to be my first relationship. This kind of this kind of connects a little bit with our previous podcast of why can't things just work out. I think this is kind of like a prequel to that, all right? And here's why I say that. Because another reason why just to connect both podcasts together, another reason why we ask why things don't work out and again like we said, things can be anything. So why things don't work out, I think the conclusion for me, at least, as I'm studying this, and hopefully as you kind of get your own conclusion through Scripture, is I think ultimately at some point in the journey, and maybe even right now um, for you, Jesus, you know about him, uh, you know things about him, you pray to him, you study him, sometimes you even worship him, but you can do all those things and he's still not first. You know, like he's still not the first priority. And here's the beautiful thing about this podcast, how this is going to connect to the last one, why Jesus needs to be my first relationship is because Jesus is going to show us some things when things work out and thing, and Jesus is going to show us some things when things don't work out. He's going to show us and he's going to show us um, how to respond. But all this stuff has to come from him rather than us. Okay. So here's kind of the first thing as, as we're looking at this and and conversating and really trying to, to break down 
uh, this concept, I think about um, John 15, and here's kind of the first thing that I'm seeing of why Jesus needs to be my first relationship. And again, these are things growing up you hear. Um, these are things that you know are right. I mean, you can go to verses on that. You can go to verses of why Jesus loves you. You can go to the verses about his sacrifice. You can go to verses of, of daily living. But I think kind of if you if we stay there with just those things, I think sometimes it can it can become um, like monotonous, and sometimes I think it can become so surface level that we think we know about Jesus, but we don't really know him like that, right? So here here's here's why he needs to be our first relationship, because number one, what Jesus is going to do as we as we build this relationship with him based on the right foundation of his righteousness, Matthew six, Romans three, Romans ten. Jesus is going to show you what it feels like to feel wanted. Don't miss that. <laughs> okay? Don't don't miss that one. What this is why it's so important of why Jesus needs to be my first relationship and your first relationship. Because he's going to show you what it feels like to feel wanted. So, let's go back to our question from our previous podcast because if this is going to be the prequel, let's go back to the to the original. I wonder why things aren't working out at my job or in my life or in my home or at my work or in my personal life, whatever, whatever that is. And I think in some cases we ask that question of why things didn't work out. I think we ask that because somewhere along the line, whether that's in the home, whether that's at work or, or something else, whatever that is for you and you know what that is, at some point you probably felt, um, what's the right word? You probably felt a little discarded. Maybe you felt a little, uh, little pushed to the side. Um, maybe you even felt like you weren't even first priority. You weren't even first choice. You know, maybe you felt like you were a, a part of a, uh, like a list of options, and maybe you just didn't feel like you were wanted in said situation and said workplace, whatever it is, Jesus is going to show you, and this is why it's so important to start with him, because Jesus is going to show, and he's going to show you what it feels like to feel wanted. All of us want to feel wanted. And then, like, if you don't, like, if you don't believe that, like, you're really, you're really lying to yourself. Like, all of us want to feel wanted. We want to feel um, useful. We want to feel, in some cases, needed and not out of a out of a sympathetic you know type of type of attitude but like a, a realness like there's there's a there's a um uh, like there's a need for you here and so John 15 Jesus explains the true vine and it explains who the father is as a husbandman verse you know one through three he explains who he is he explains how you are to abide in him as the vine, verse four, and then we are the branches as he continues on. But I want you to notice his attitude towards us. Verse number, um, ooh, verse, man, verse 15. Man, there's so many places we can go. Verse 15. Ah, okay, 14. Okay, I'm sorry. We're going to stop. 14. 14. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Henceforth, I don't call you servants. For the servant knows not what the Lord does, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. 
but then watch what he says. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain. And whatsoever you shall ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. Isn't that interesting that as we follow the Lord and as we learn to serve him, that he chose us? That's a different level. And here's the beautiful thing about God's love, as he just mentioned beautifully in John 15. The great thing, if you start with Christ before you put anything else inside of your life, if you start with Christ, you're, you're going to know what it feels like to be made a priority. That's crazy. You're going to know what it feels like to be made a priority. Not second choice, not third choice, not, not the other choice not the last resort, you're going to know what it feels like to be made first priority because he loved you first. Even, even before you were, you knew who you were in the womb, he loved you first. So if you start and if we start our lives and, and, and our walk and our relationship with Jesus first, he's going to show us what it feels like to be made a priority. And here, here's why, because as we break this down, and just some concepts I just want you to consider. Here's how Jesus makes us priority. One, because he loves us. Obviously, we can go all the way back to all forward to John uh, 3.16. But the things that he does and the things that he continues to do, I mean, I think about, I think about his mercies are new every single morning. You know, I think about in Romans, I believe it's Romans chapter 8, that he goes on our behalf. Hebrews talks about that he's our intercessor. The spirit intercedes for us. All these things that Jesus does, he makes you feel like you ever meet a person and let's say you're you're walking in and there's a group of people in there and maybe you know that whole group of people. But you ever you ever walk into a room and you talk to somebody and somebody makes you feel like you're the only person in the room? Like, I know everybody's here, but the way that they approach you, the way that they're happy to see you, the way that they greet you, uh, how they speak with you, how they, even if there's things around, it's like it's no one else is there. It's just you two. I mean, that's Jesus every single day. He makes you priority. Man, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Luke chapter 22, verse 32. I'm praying for your faith. I'm interceding for you. The spirit itself is saying to God the things that you can't even say in your prayers. You're first. And that's the thing that is so hard for me to wrap my mind around is how could I and, and you, but I'm just trying to make this personal for me as we kind of walk through it. How can I be made priority for the creator when at times I didn't even make him priority. I wasn't making him first. Maybe you aren't making him first. But again, notice how consistent that is. It's, he still chose you. And here's, here's the thing about it, guys. And here's why going back to our previous podcast of how come things can't just work out. I think here's our problem. Here's one of our underlying issues going back to that podcast. Our problem is that we try to get that first priority from someone else first rather than Christ first. 
So then we 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 rush into into things. We rush into relationships. We rush into positions. We rush into all these things because we want those people or we want this job or we want whatever it is to make us priority and we want them or this to make us feel priority. And then when they don't make us feel priority because they're fallible, I'm fallible, you're fallible, then we go back to our previous podcast. Now we're asking the question to God, how come things can't just work? Well, maybe it's possible, guys, that we got things out of whack. Maybe the first priority, the the making you feel wanted, maybe all your life you've been trying to get that from other people. And, And all of us grow up in different homes. All of us grow up in different circumstances. All of us see different things as we grow up. Maybe you didn't feel maybe you didn't feel that love from your home. If you did, you know what that feels like. That's that's a different level. But maybe you really didn't feel that from a father, from a mother. Maybe you didn't feel that from from brothers, from other family. Maybe you didn't feel that at school. Maybe you didn't feel that at at your job. Maybe you didn't feel that once you grew up and then now you're jumping in all these relationships, you didn't feel it from those people either. So apparently we're looking for something out here. So what are we really looking for? We're looking for somebody, Christian person or not, we're looking for somebody to make us priority. And until we find it, we're just going to keep looking. But isn't it interesting that Jesus actually wants you to look? So the way that you're looking right now, that's actually good. You're looking, but you're looking to the wrong people. We're looking towards the wrong people. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, meaning seek his heart, seek Christ, seek the relationship with him first. And here's the beautiful thing about that, guys, is and I don't want you to miss this either as we break down this concept. When you and I continue in our lives to, and it doesn't matter how old we are, it doesn't matter how young we are. It really doesn't matter. And I I think we should throw that in there too. It really doesn't matter how old or how young you are. When you start to pursue a relationship with God, and when I mean a relationship with God, it's not pursuing it because he can give something to you. It's pursuing it because you have something to give. Okay? So I think we get that a little bit twisted too with relationship with with Christ. We expect what is he going to do for me rather than, How am I going to serve him? How am I going to give up things? How am I going to work to become better for him? The beautiful thing about this is when we build with Christ and because he chose us, John 15, as, as we read, when you feel that priority from God, when you feel that love from him, when you feel that being wanted from him, when you feel that from him first, then someone else should mirror that. So now, Jesus is the standard for other things and other people in your life. Now, again, that doesn't mean that other things and other people in your life are going to be perfect like Jesus is. They're not. But you have somebody to look to, even though he's not perfect, even though she's not perfect, even though this isn't perfect. Are they trying to pursue me like Christ? Not pursue our relationship, but pursue my heart. Are they trying to serve? Are they trying to give? You see how that changes things a little bit? And I think what we can do, and I think this is the sad part, 
I think over over the years at times, and again, these are from the, these conversations, like I said in the previous podcast, from these conversations I've had, I think what we've 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 done is we've tried we've put so much responsibility and so much baggage on other people to make us feel first, to make us feel wanted, to make us feel needed. And then when we dump that baggage on people and when they don't meet that expectation, then we take our ball and go home. You, you see how when we don't start with Jesus, at some point down the line, things are going to get so uh, difficult and things are going to get so heavy because you're still going to be seeking the thing that only this man could give you. Only this man. And just a, before we go, before we keep going, just a quick side mission, I like to call it, you know, sidebar side mission for our guys here, for the fellas here. For us, as as we grow, and, and this doesn't matter who this is, if we want to build that relationship with with our friends, with our families, with with significant others down the line, it doesn't matter who it is. Even just regular friends, just guy friends that you have, whoever it is, the, you know, the children in the congregation, the youth. When we meet these people, and again, we're not perfect, and we know we're not. We're no, we know we're not, but try your best, whoever you come in contact with. I know you have problems. I know you may have issues. I know you may have things that you deal with. I know things might get hard. I think it's important for us as, as men to tell people, um, I can help and I can encourage but I do know I may be a man, but let me take you to the man. Let me take you to him. Maybe we take you to him through prayer. Maybe we take you to him through Bible study. Maybe we take you to him through worship. Maybe we take you to him through serving other people and not worrying so much about what about us. Let's start, let's start leading people to him because he's the man that our ladies need. He's the man that your sons and daughters need. He's the man that your mom and dad need. He's the man your brothers and sisters need. So when we start building this relationship with Christ, now it's our job to bring other people to that man. Not to bring and the reason why we ask questions like why can't things just work out is because at some point, maybe in all of our own pride and ego, we tried to bring other people to us rather than bringing other people to the man, to him. And that's why Jesus in Matthew chapter 11, we looked at this in the last podcast too. That's why he said in Matthew chapter 11, come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden. Isn't it interesting, just real quick before we go to the second one, isn't it interesting that word come, whenever you see that, especially when Jesus says it or his disciple says it, come and blank, come and blank, come and blank. So Jesus in Matthew 11, he says, come all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Philip says, come and see. Jesus in John 21, when Peter comes back on, onto shore as he's fishing, and as the chapter gets ready to close, Jesus says, come and dine. Come spend time with me. It's so, it's, it's a little phrases like that in scripture, but sometimes we can miss it. 
That's my job. That's your job as followers of him that have tried their best to give up their lives to Christ. Hey, look, I'd love to help you. I want to be a part of your life. I want to encourage you. I want to be a great friend or a great whatever to you. But first, let me take you to somebody. Let me take you to somebody that I know. And that that's him. That's that man. We, we take him to him. Okay. So then two, why Jesus needs to be my first relationship. Number one, John 15, Romans 8, Luke 22, all these things that we looked at. He's going to let you know what it feels like to feel wanted and to be priority. Only it starts with him first before it goes and transfers into other people. Then two, Jesus is going to show you, and this is huge, and I don't want you to miss this one either. Ooh, this is huge too. He's going to show you what it looks like to stay. Now, here's what I mean by that. Here's what I mean by that. Now, in our maturity, we, we got to understand some things. We got to understand, like we, like we said before, understanding the, the difference between a problem and an issue. So if you don't if you don't remember that, go back to the previous podcast. So understand that in your in our maturity. I saw a uh, now I don't know this I don't know this guy's situation. I don't know his background. I don't know his past. I don't know what it was. I just saw like literally like a thirty second clip, but he was speaking into like a a, a pod mic like this, and um, like the first probably three or four seconds was completely silent, and he's like. Um, I just want to thank you for staying. And so, like, I don't know who he's talking to. It looks like he's talking to the wall. Like, I don't know who he's talking to. But, like, behind his camera, either his fiance, his wife, whoever it is, it could be his mother, it could be his, I don't know who it is. I, I believe it's somebody really close to him. But whoever that person is for him, he said, man, thank you for staying and helping me to become the man that I need to become. Thank you for thank you for staying. And then the camera turns, and then he's actually talking to somebody. And then that other person looks back behind the camera, and he says, "Because of the person that I see now, I want to thank you for helping him to become the man he needed to be. Thank you for staying. Thank you for believing in him." When you think about it, guys, um, here's why I bring that up. As we grow and as we build and as we as we build with with opportunities, as we build with things, as we build with people, how many of us are sometimes afraid to mess up? Man, if I do something wrong, if I do something they don't want me to do, if I say something they don't like, if I'm not if I'm not doing what they want me to do, if I if I mess up, then they're gonna see me different. Or um you know they're just they're just going to leave because I'm not meeting expectation. Here's the beautiful thing about what Jesus is going to teach you. And I think this is an important lesson for us to learn. Especially talking about him being the foundation. Jesus in his consistency again because Jesus is perfect. This is why he can do this. Don't try to put this on other people because we're not perfect. And I'm not saying that we can't take these concepts from Jesus, but just keep these things in mind. When you mess up, when you sin, when you fall short, when you fall away, when you deny him, when he's not actually first in your life, he stays. 
Like he doesn't go. And I think that's that's something that's fundamental for the human psyche, I guess. We need to know that something is going to be consistent. Something is going to stay. Something is going to stay. Someone is going to stay. And that person's always him. That's why he needs to be the very first person that you build any relationship with. It's got to be him because he's going to teach you what it looks like to stay. Now, again, again, I'm going to keep saying this through this podcast. Jesus is perfection. We as people, myself, other people, other things, we are not perfect. So there's going to be times where things aren't done right. Things aren't done perfectly. And what we're going to do is we're going to say, well, that's not Christ. That's not acting like Christ. So then he's not perfect or she's not perfect or this institution or this school is not perfect like Christ. Like you're comparing two different things. But what we can do is we can take we can take the standard of Jesus of who he is and we can take that that perfect beautiful standard of Christ and we can apply that to other things and people is he trying? Yeah, he's not perfect. Is she trying? Are my coworkers trying? Is this place trying? You see you see what I mean? It changes those things rather than putting this insanely giant, ridiculous standard on these people, and then it it fails, and the next thing you know, well, I just don't know what that that feels like. You see, we got to think about things mature, and we got to think about things fairly. We got to think about things that way. And that does not mean that as as fallible people that we can't try our best to follow the infallible. We have a standard. And sometimes I failed that standard. I've 100% failed that standard. Have you? So as failing in that standard, we always have somebody to go back to and, okay, let me do, let me get better. Is he trying to get better from that? Is she trying to get better from that? Is this trying to get better from that? Are things getting better from that? And if things aren't getting better from that, it's very possible. And again, this, this is, has to be deciphered through prayer. But if things aren't getting better from that, then you have to you have to consider praying and, and asking that standard what you need to do. And so it, it's just it's a beautiful thing. And here's why this is so important about Jesus staying when we failed him. As again, like I said before, you need to know what it feels like to fail with somebody and then be reconciled with somebody before you get with somebody, <laughs> okay? Does that make sense? So Jesus is so perfect, and he loves you to the nth degree. But there's going to be times you're going to fail him. And when you fail him, you have to know what it feels like, and you have to know the beauty of being reconciled back. you got to know what that feels like. Because guess what? When you meet anybody down the line, you could have known this person for 15 years. You can know this person for two years. You can know this person. This person might be the nicest person since whoever. But that person's going to fail you at some point. So now you're already in practice of being reconciled to Christ. So then if you're in, in practice of being reconciled to Christ, then when those things happen to other people and other situations and other things, then what will you want to do naturally too? Show grace, show mercy, show some forgiveness, show some love, show some concern, don't assume. 
You see what I mean? You see why he has to be first. And again, going back to John 15, this is why in verse 4, he says, look, if you just abide in me, abide in me. And isn't it interesting, too, that he says, without me, you can do nothing? So he says, everything has to start with me. Then when it starts with me, you already have the blueprint of how it should look with other things and people. Are things and situations going to be different for everybody? Yeah, yeah, it is. But you're going to have something and somebody to look to. It's just a, it's a beautiful thing when Jesus does that. I want you to look at this image. I know we looked at this, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, but look at Luke 15. Let me make sure that's right. Yeah, there it is. Luke 15. Um, whew. Yeah, this one's good. So Luke 15. Um, okay, I want you to look at verse. Ooh. Yeah, so Luke 15, starting like verse 4. So remember he talks about, obviously you have the lost sheep, you have the lost coin, and the lost son. So then verse 4, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, leaves the 99 in the wilderness, goes after that which is lost until he finds it. Here's what's interesting too about what Jesus is going to teach you. Not only is he going to teach you what it looks like to stay, but he's also going to teach you what it looks like when you have failed him of what it looks like for him to pursue you. That's different level stuff. Because sometimes... And again, I get the imagery and I get the connotation is, you know, if 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 one thing happens to another, well, the person that did wrong, you better start pursuing. But it's kind of when with Jesus, when we do wrong, he pursues us. He still pursues us. Well, how do you know that? Isn't his mercy new every morning? That's pursuit. Isn't his loving kindness new every morning? That's pursuit. Isn't forgiveness and allowing you to wake up pursuit? That's that's love. So he shows you, even though I pers- even though you may have failed, I want to show you what it looks like for somebody to still want you, for somebody to still desire you, for somebody to still look for you. It doesn't matter how far away you've gone from me. Think about think about how far some of us, maybe even you listening, think about how far some of us are away from him or how far we have been away from him. And as far as we could go, and in my mind, this is kind of how I think about things weird, okay, but in my mind, I'm here in St. Louis, but I think, man, what if what if I moved to like Alaska, right? I'm like in an igloo, right? I moved I move to Alaska. I just want to be by myself. But then you have you have somebody coming from where you originally lived to go find you. You know what you know what they got to go through to find you? They got to get your location. They got to get your plane ticket. They got to they got to get their stuff so they can be safe. They got to get all this stuff just for you. And Jesus did all that for you, for one person. He died for the world, John three sixteen, but he did it for you, one person. And he continues even after his death and resurrection through pursuit of his love. I still want you and he's still chasing after you. But somewhere along the line, we have got it in our minds that he has left us. So when we get it in our minds that he has left us, we will use other things and people to fill that spot. And that's not going to work. 
even if that person is a really good Christian, it's not going to work because he has to be first. He's got to be first. Here's, here's the third concept. Why Jesus needs to be my first relationship. He's going to show you how to give of yourself. Now, again, when we talk about building a relationship with God, obviously, I think sometimes we have this, and I think I mentioned this before, but sometimes we have this feeling of if I'm building a relationship with, with Christ, like what can Christ do for me? Like I know his love is good for me. I know all this stuff is good for me, and I know he protects me, and I know all these things. He's a fortress. He's a shield, Psalms. He, he's my protector. He's a shepherd I shall not want, Psalm 23. He's all these things for me. But Jesus is going to show you as you mature and grow, what are you for me? How are you going to give up for me? You know, and, and that's the beautiful part about your relationship with God and its maturity. It gets to the point where it's, it, you don't stop wanting good things and blessings from God because he's all good things and all perfect gifts gifts come down from the Father of Lights, the book of James mentions. But your relationship with God as you grow is not necessarily about what he can give you or what he can change necessarily or maybe what he can even take away. It's really about what you can keep giving him. Why? Because for some reason, he keeps making you priority. He keeps staying every time. He keeps pursuing you every time. And in our debt and gratitude to him, man, what can I give back? I know I can't repay it back. Well, what can I give back? You can just give me your life because I gave mine for you. As we connect this podcast to the last one before we kind of close this out, as we talked about um, why aren't things just working out, it's very possible. What if things aren't working out? Because when things get hard and you're not getting your way, you stop giving and you make it about you. This could be, and like I said, it can be anything. Maybe things aren't working out because when things get hard and you're not getting your way, you stop giving and you make it about you. When we build our relationship with Christ first, according to the book of Philippians chapter 2, what Jesus is going to teach you by him being your first relationship, Jesus is going to teach you what selflessness looks like, what giving up looks like, what thinking outside of yourself and what you personally want looks like. But he made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 7. And he took upon himself the form of a servant and found himself in the fashion of a man. Verse 8, he humbled himself and he became obedient even unto the death of the cross. But then if we jump to verse 4, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. 
let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. Here's the final stage. This is why Jesus needs to be first. Because after he shows you what it feels like to feel wanted and priority, after he shows you what it looks like to stay, and after he shows you how to give of yourself, all those things that he is to you, because you spent so much time with him, you're going to be that for him, and you're going to be that for every person you will ever meet in your life. And maybe that's the point where things actually start working out. Very interesting concepts, isn't it? Man, it's just it's it's just so beautiful, guys, as we build, as we grow, as we try to just become better for our Lord. It's just... I don't know. I can't even put it into words. It's just different. It's it's a different feel, and this is something that we want to do. Um, and, again, as we talked about, there's so many ways that you can get in contact with us, I mean, through through social media, basically any social media we're on there. So just look up when the scriptures become real. I mean, we've had people reach out. We've had phone calls. We've had conversations through DMs. Like, this is what we're trying to do. We're just trying to lead people to him. Not to us or what we can do or our skill or who we are. Like we're trying to lead people to him. And so, you know, if if we can help you and build with you, let us help you. You know, this is something that we want to grow with and and build this concrete relationship with our Lord. Um, appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for being here. Love you guys. Again, merch links will be under the video. Um, I'll actually put the link to the previous podcast under the video too. And this will technically kind of be a part two. Um, to the to the last well podcast, um, so check that out. I'll put the link under the video. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be back um, on Monday with another podcast. Thanks, guys.